Thank you. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to school, back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Bye. 
at Camp Hask. His legacy continues to inspire us. We remember him and we miss him. Good to see you again. Thank you, us. Thank you, everyone.
Yeah. 
שהחזרת את נשמתי מודה אני על בגד שהנחת על גופי שלא יהיה לי קר אתה שומר
Do-do-do-do 
freedom.
Vi far att vällen i skuven Vi sitter och kittar hit I nyser med samtsen Vi ganser med tjur Sen börjar det skrejta hit Och det vill Förtsyschen det går Jag ansikt i Zahid Hjälp till Loni Mina toje mot Kishajt I Snorderhjul Rättsen levone Azoi Latish Fyga vone Zahderhjul Det finns som Ardule Fitzig fanatisch, aber da wurde es auch dahin. Weil mir hielt, mir weiß in der Sicht, das Mund mir in dem Jid. In jedem Verehle bist du etwas hecht, wo spielen kein Norai. Schelloi, schelloi, wo sah ich euch, sucht da jeder, wie da soll. Schelloi, schelloi, wo sah ich euch, singt da jeder, wie da soll. It's the sweet auto A witness by the waterfall I'm so proud to be a Joe Shaloi, shaloi Usani yoi Yes, I sing it full of joy Shaloi, shaloi Dai, 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 dai,
מבקש ממך בכל ליבי
J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning as we head back to school and back to work on a uh, October the 28th, day number 29 in the month of Tishrei. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. A drop under the weather this morning, as you may have uh, suspected, <laughs> since we were uh, <clears throat> piling in the music this morning, starting at 6 a.m. Um, since the uh, start of the 7 o'clock hour, You've been listening to Yitzchak Fuchs with Nigun Shimshon, Ribono done by Simcha Liner, and Ohad's Birkat HaOreach here on an Erev Rosh Chodesh morning at JM in the AM. Uh, I even uh, neglected to play our Monday morning theme song earlier. 
That is how uh, strange a morning it's been. But anyway, quarter after 7 o'clock on this Monday, it's Erev Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan begins tonight, 58 degrees, partly cloudy, and a high temperature of 64. Mostly cloudy tonight, a uh, low temperature of 56, and tomorrow afternoon showers with a high of 63 degrees. We're at 68 right now in Yushalayim, 58 here in New York City as we uh, say good morning at JM and the AM. Whole bunch of stuff going on this morning here at JM and the AM, and of course all day long on our amazing network, including Mayor Weingarten and the Israel Show, which will follow JM and the AM starting at uh, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So make sure to be tuned in for that. More coming up. It's a Monday as we head back to school and back to work with JM and the AM and Yaakov Shweki.
J.M. in the A.M. with uh, Sandy Shmueli and uh, Sim Shalom. Before that, you heard Shlomo Katz and Shuvi Nafshi. Netzach Yisrael was Yaakov Shweki off of the Musica album. J.M. in the A.M. at 28 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this Monday. It's a back-to-school, back-to-work edition of J.M. in the A.M. No better way to start your week and no better way to uh, start your day every single day than with us here at J.M. in the A.M. And now that, that the Chagim have ended and that we are uh, back on what some people would say a regular schedule. 
Um, I would hope that everybody out there would be uh, anxious to spread the word about JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network and getting everybody into the regular habit of tuning in every single weekday morning. Special hello to Atlanta. Listener Daniel's checked in already with AJA Carpool 255. Um, one of our listeners points out on the uh, app that these are great Boker Tov songs to watch the sunrise to. <laughs> yeah, sunrise pretty late till they change the clock. They've changed the clock in Israel, so now it's a six-hour difference between us in New York and the Holy Land. New York and Israel right now, a six-hour difference. This coming Sunday, that'll turn into a seven-hour difference when we go to standard time. We go to standard time this coming Sunday. That'll again be a seven-hour time difference. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Mishnah tells us in Pirkei Avos, Whoever has these three traits, a good eye, one who doesn't begrudge his friend, a humble spirit, a meek soul, one who is satisfied with whatever he was blessed, are among the disciples of Avram Avinu. Whoever has three other traits, an evil eye, an arrogant spirit, and a greedy soul, is among the disciples of Bilam. Avram Avinu was the symbol of tzedakah, chesed, benevolence, and loving kindness. Bilam was the exact opposite, the symbol of evil, selfishness, and negativity. Our Chachamim specified these particular character traits will define the great difference between good and bad, as opposed to others who follow in the way of Avram Avinu, one who begrudges others, even though he may excel in other mitzvahs between man and God, is considered to be among the disciples of Bilam. It's noteworthy that our Chachomim do not cite Tfiluth Kavona, diligence in Torah study, halachic discussions, as the contrast between Avram and Bilam. This teaches us a very important lesson. The essence of man is defined by his character attributes his good midos. They are what transform a person from a simple individual into an exalted personage. Negative character traits, on the other hand, diminish the individual and make him small. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, the father of the Musa movement, says that midos are man's treasure. Although man expends much effort to amass material possessions, even foregoing his honor, an individual who is on a higher spiritual level realizes that it's not the gold, the silver, the jewels that define the person, but his Torah and Maasim Tovim. One's time would be well spent acquiring good midos, improving our character traits. When a person works on himself, he has distinguished himself from others. There is the Sefer, Shulchan Aruch Lamidos, which is an interesting code of Jewish law that directs us in the appropriate use of one's character traits in the service of Hashem. For all of us, we who every day are a work in progress, 
we continue, especially during this time, to work on our Midos Tovos, to refine our relationships, thereby bringing peace and unity to Klal Yisroel. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. Show 
Blessing, say how do you do to the lovely world around you and the one who created you? These blessings they surround us in everything we do, from the sunrise to the moonlight, they'll be right in front of you. Give a blessing when you can, learn to bless each other. When something don't feel right, give strength to one another. Give a blessing when you can, learn to bless each other. Something don't feel right Give strength to one another Every day I sing your song There are times 
to try and prove you wrong And I know that I just need to try some love So snap a picture Self to self Learn to frame your situation If you're thinking of it all You're missing out some of that information Oh, give a blessing when you can Learn to bless each other When something don't feel right Give strength to one another Give a blessing when you can Learn to bless each other Something don't feel right Give strength to one another Someone who's always on your mind Someone that always falls behind Someone you know that just feeling low Give them a blessing, make them feel right Cause you have a soul and they have a soul And you got the power Just give it all and give them a breath And make them feel right And you have the power to bring down their life Give them blessing when you can Learn to bless each other When something don't feel right Give strength to one another Give them blessing when you can Learn to bless each other When something don't feel right Give strength to one another Give them blessings all you have Give them blessings all you Me, I rain a toy, me, I rain a toy, 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 toy, me, I rain a
This life was meant for living Living only stops when you're giving Look around, see it's gonna be Living only starts when it's not about me You're blessed when blessings you say It's a gift when you give it away That's how this life was meant to be When it's not about me You're blessed when blessings you say It's a gift when you give it away That's how this life was meant to be Simen toy, simen toy, boom, as a toy Lono, lechol, israel 
Yes, I'm she 
J.M. in the A.M. with uh, Maishi Menlowitz wrapping up the hour, a uh, selection entitled Heartbeats here at J.M. in the A.M. By the way, those of you who are awaiting the um, conversation with Rabbi Yaakov Nagen, he is author of the book, Be, Become, Blessed, Jewish Spirituality Between East and West, and he is going to join us in studio uh, in the 8 o'clock hour this morning here at J.M. in the A.M. I know he was scheduled for earlier, but uh, it's going to happen the next uh, in the next few minutes, a little later on. This hour here at JM in the AM, or in the 8 o'clock hour, I should say. Just be patient, and we will get to him uh, coming up. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh Mara Cheshvan. You've been listening to Amayshi uh, Menlowitz before that Ohad with Bishat Tova. This Life, done by Eighth Day, and Micha Gammerman's brand new one, entitled Rabim. And this is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, at com, on the Nachum Siegel Network, and, of course, in the beloved NSN app. Our wonderful friend Linda Allen is uh, here in our studio, and the question is, why is she visiting us this morning? And the answer is, what's happening this coming Sunday night at Lincoln Square Synagogue? We are big fans of the Jerusalem College of Technology, and Baruch Hashem, JCT has an amazing organization called Friends of Jerusalem College of Technology, uh, which supports the cause from around the world. And the JCT Gala Dinner happens at Lincoln Square Synagogue this coming Sunday night at 180 Amsterdam Avenue in New York City, beginning at 6 p.m. It's an amazing program with great honorees and a wonderful keynote speaker, John Medved, founder and CEO of Our Crowd, a serial entrepreneur, venture capitalist, and angel investor, is going to be the guest speaker at the event. Linda Allen, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much, Nachum, for having us here. I'm really thrilled to be here in your studio. It's a very interesting experience. I appreciate <laughs> that, and it's great to have you here. And uh, tell me about your initial association with JCT. When did you first get involved with the Jerusalem College of Technology. Well, you may know that I'm a professor of finance at Baruch and City University of New York, and so I have a lot of connections with Israeli universities. I've visited there, I've done sabbaticals there, um, but Stu Hershkowitz, who's a friend of ours in our, near in our neighborhood in Yerushalayim, in Baca, at one point said to me, you really must get to know JCT. And I did. I went and I gave a talk and I met with people there. And what, what I saw really blew me away because I saw not only the highest academic standards, and that's something that I feel very, uh, uh, that's very close to my heart, sure. but also really a wonderful religious atmosphere that is becovedic to all kinds of people, that serves the underserved, that brings in Haredim and Ethiopians and anybody else to come in and enter into the academic institutions in, uh, in Israel and really enter into the economic life of Israel. It's a unique place. It's it is got an amazing place. Every kind of Jew you'd ever want to see uh, under one roof. It's got uh, services for 
so many parts of the community and really addresses the needs of the community, both religiously and, as you said, financially in terms of getting people on the right track to get good jobs and to uh, enter the workforce in Israel. And so to a certain extent, what, what I saw at that time years ago if anything, has become more important. I mean, over the years, let me just tell you one experience I sure. had walking around the campus with uh, our president, Chaim Sukenik, and our vice president, Stu Hershkowitz. And we came across uh, a young guy, a Haredi guy, obviously dressed in the black and white, and we had a few uh, moments to talk to him. And he walked away, and Chaim said to me, do you know who that was? I said, no, I don't. He said to me, he was an Ilui at the Punavitzer. And he came to us one day, and he said, do you know, I really do want to end, to get an academic uh, education. And he had no English, he had no math, he had no science, but he was a brilliant, he is a brilliant man. And he, within a year, he was up to speed, plus then some. And now he runs a group of about a dozen Haredi young men, and they are running all kinds of startups there. The, 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 this is really the startup nation. We haven't yet tapped the potential of the startup nation that we can if we reach into these communities that have for, formerly been left out. Linda Allen is here. We're talking about what's happening this Sunday night. We hope everybody gets involved with the Jerusalem College of Technology, we should also emphasize what they're doing for women now in Israel, because Absolutely. both Haredi community and uh, the general community in Israel, uh, they are reaching out and really providing a tremendous education for women now. And this is really very important, and I'm glad you brought it up, because what we are trying to do now is build a women's campus. The men's campus is amazing. It's, it's pretty new, and uh, it's really wonderful state-of-the-art facilities. Unfortunately, the women don't have that type of of environment. They are right now all over the city in different uh, play corners. And what we want to do, we have the land and we have the architect's plans and we have the willingness. We just now need the money to move ahead and build a women's campus right next to the men's campus. So the two campuses will be separate but equal, as they, as they used to say. And, and the uh, importance of that, I think, is really, I think, even more obvious now. I mean, I got involved decades ago already with the JCT, but it's amazing that we can come up with an organization, a worthy organization, that has really reached its critical point. And the reason why I say that is that we see what's happening in Israeli society, the polarization as resulting in two failed elections. Right. And what is really at the root of that? That's really, unfortunately, the, uh, the separation between the religious and the secular, the Haredi and the uh, non-Haredi community, and the Chiloni community. If we could try to bridge that gap, and I believe that's what JCT does, because it enables Haredim to come into the market and compete on the same uh, level as everybody else, we will do more than just improve the lives of all of our students, which we do, more than just build, build the next generation of the, J, of the startup nation. I think we really can heal some of the wounds in Israel. And I don't think that's hyperbole. It's certainly a, uh, it's the feeling you get when you walk the campus, yes. that that situation is being taken care of yes. and addressed by JCT, that's right. for sure. Thank Linda you. Allen is here. We're encouraging everybody to be there this coming Sunday. Uh, not only will it be the uh, annual gathering on behalf of JCT at Lincoln Square Synagogue, and you can go to jctgala.com, jctgala.com, 
to place your reservation, but you mentioned Stu Hershkowitz, and Stu was the vice president, and Stu was the honoree this coming Sunday. Yes, yes. so Stu is, uh, you know, he told me when I asked him, I'm going to be giving him his award, and he told me not to lie. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, I think I'm going to say that um, it's going to sound like I'm lying because nobody will believe that he could really, one person could do all the things he does. And he does them with a full heart and complete uh, 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 buy-in in terms of all of his energies. Um, I know him from the way he built our shul in Baka, Nitzanim. I know him from Gush Katif and, of course, JCT. He's, uh, he's a, a dynamo, and we're lucky to have him. We're also very lucky to have Mariah and Yoni Belsberg, right. who are our next generation, who are living the dream, and we're, we're thrilled that they accepted the honor. And, of course, you mentioned John Medved, who was just recently on Armstrong Williams' uh, show mm. um, touting some amazing uh, Israeli uh, tech miracles, you know, building diamonds from methane. I don't know what's going to happen to my diamond ring now, whether the value will go down, but it's amazing. Uh, he's, he's talking about uh, sugar that's made from pro synthesized protein. It's amazing. He's going he's gonna to have a very interesting talk, I'm sure. John Medved is the keynote speaker. I, I, always, tell, I always tell dinner committees uh, it's only worth having a keynote speaker if people want to hear them. Yes, yes. And you've done a great job at yes. JCT bringing yes, last in. last year. Last was year one, we had Mayim Bialik. So, so far you have an amazing track yes, record. Yes, An amazing track record. We're trying to keep that up. <laughs> <laughs> Mazal tough to Stu Hershkowitz, Vice President of the Jerusalem College of Technology. He is... Uh, the honoree this coming Sunday night. The Tikva Leaders of the Future awardees are Mariah and Yoni Belsberg. And the keynote speaker, as we mentioned, is John Medved, founder and CEO of Our Crowd, serial entrepreneur, venture capitalist, and angel investor. If you have never seen or heard of the Jerusalem College of Technology, they are in existence for 50 years, one of Israel's most prestigious and unique academic institutions of higher learning uh, Linda Allen said it earlier, um, when you talk about bridging the gap in Israeli society, they address it head on. Haredi and non-Haredi students, students who are born in Israel, students who have been born in Ethiopia, students who are born in Russia, uh, students who are male, students who are female. They are addressing every group uh, and helping each and every one of these groups get into the workforce and make a real difference in Israeli society. I would bet if you ask some of the top people in the army and some of the top people an industry in Israel uh, where their best students come from, about half of them would say JCT. Oh, certainly. We've won the Israel Defense Award, right. which is the top award. Also, the head engineer, Ariel Gomez, was our graduate, and right. he worked with Rav Dahan to make sure that everything on the Bereshit project was done on, at the highest stands of halacha. Let me also just say sure. quickly, um, I don't want to discriminate against American and Anglo Good point. <laughs> students. Good point. So, so we, um, we actually do have a gap year program, right. and, um, and we are um, expanding that program. And, of course, we welcome anybody who wants to su uh, study at the highest academic levels and at the highest levels of religious environment in the highest and our base measures. And we should also mention that the gap year program for those who want to go to the, whatever you want to call it, traditional gap year programs, et cetera, 
once they've completed that year, JCT is an open possibility for them yes. to stay in Israel Absolutely. and continue their education. Absolutely. A way for them to actually get right. some uh, college credits and to get a start on their career, as well as continuing with the amazing environment that we have in Israel to learn and to grow as people. Uh, it's it's really as simple as that. If you want to support one of the great institutions of Israel, make sure to be there this coming Sunday night. The JCT Gala happens November the 3rd, this coming Sunday at Lincoln Square Synagogue, 180 Amsterdam Avenue. I will be there, and I look forward to greeting all of you starting at 6 p.m. Go to jctgala.com to place your reservations, jctgala.com. And, yes, one of the highlights is you get to hear John Medved, who's always interesting, and will bring you up to date on some of the incredible things going on in Israel, and many of those things will have great impact on the entire globe as so many uh, startups and uh, amazing um, uh, projects have out of Israel. Uh, Linda and Elliot Allen are chairing the dinner, and uh, everybody out there is encouraged to, uh, to heed their words and uh, set aside some time and some funds for JCT this coming Sunday night at Lincoln Square Synagogue. I'm sure you'd like to see everybody there this Sunday. I really am hoping to greet all of you, and thank you, Nachum. We're really thrilled to have you as our our Master of Ceremonies again this year. You're always a fun, fun uh, a Master of Ceremonies. I appreciate that very much, and it's such an amazing cause and something that's dear to all of our hearts. I look forward to being there. And thank you for being here this morning. Okay, you have a good day. Linda Allen is going to be there Sunday night. I hope you'll be there Sunday night at the JCT Gala Dinner at Lincoln Square Synagogue, 6 p.m. Go to this website, jctgala.com, jctgala.com. This is JM in the AM.
JM in the AM, Monday morning. Make sure to be at the JCT dinner this coming Sunday night. You'll be inspired. JCTGala.com, JCTGala.com. That's the website. Get your reservations in ASAP. Monday morning broadcast on this era of Rosh Chodesh Mar Cheshvan. That's right. Rosh Chodesh begins tonight. Rabbi Yaakov Nagen is in our studio. Rabbi Yaakov Nagen is the uh, author of the book, Be, Become, Bless, Jewish Spirituality Between East and West. Rabbi Yaakov Nagen is originally from New York City and resides in Israel. He has a PhD in Jewish philosophy from Hebrew University, senior educator at the Otniel Yeshiva, where he teaches Talmud and Kabbalah. He's a leading figure in interfaith dialogue between Judaism and Islam and encounters between Judaism and Eastern religions. Many of his writings have been translated into Chinese, and he has lectured in Beijing and Shanghai. Rabbi Nagin was profiled in Tablet Magazine as one of the ten, quote, Israeli rabbis you should know. Rabbi Yaakov Nagin, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning. Nice to see you, sir. <clears throat> so how are you related to the Ganak family? Explain this to me. Well, Nagin is actually Ganak. When I made Aliyah, um, Israelis couldn't say Ganak. They say Gang Gunk. Once we went to a hotel and they couldn't find a reservation, but since the Tonk family didn't come. They found a place for us. <laughs> so we changed one letter. Uh, in, he- in Hebrew, it's a change of one letter. And from Ganak, we became Nagen, which means to play music. So it was a practical change, not a trans- translation change. Well, practice is what we told the family, we, but we're happy with the new spiritual meeting of music. That I am sure. Um, so any- anyway, a lot of people in this audience know members of the Ganak family, so it's nice to have another member of that family here in our studio. And I welcome you. How long have you been living in Israel? Um, for close to 30 years and in Otniel for 22 years. So you were in Otniel during one of the worst nights in Otniel's history, I would assume. That was um, the Friday night the uh, Friday night terrorist, terrorist attack, attack, which is really were one you, of... Were you in the yeshiva? Um, I was supposed to have been at the meal, actually, because um, a lot of the students came from... were, were visiting from Yeshiva Haritzion, where I studied. Right. But at a last-minute decision, we went away for Shabbat and... In the morning, we had already heard about it, and going through that Shabbat, not knowing the names of the victims, um, but that was really one of the formative events in my life, and one of my major teachings really comes from that event. Because? Explain what you mean. Um, well, this, on a Friday night, terrorists entered the kitchen. Four of our students were in the kitchen, were all were murdered. Right. And one of the shocking aspects of that terrorist attack, that at the time the shooting began, the other students in the dining room were dancing and singing of all things the pasuk hodu lashem kitov thank god for the good and and how to connect those that, that. and one day i saw there's a distinction um, of the mea shiloach that there are two things in life there the life is how easy your life is and how good how much good there is in your life and that really helped me make sense of that event because there are so many decisions made during that event of people choosing to do what was good and not what was easy. In fact, what was a very famous story in Israel at the time, um, when the shooting began, the doors between the kitchen and the dining room were closed. Right. Um, the terrorists didn't find a way to break through the doors. And what we think happened is that the students in the kitchen chose to lock the doors to stop the terrorists from coming in and save their friends. Right. That was well known. That was something spoken about for years, that whole uh, 
uh, that not just that episode, but that specific act that you just referred to. How long ago was the Atniel? Uh, that was about 17 years ago. It's already 17 years? Yes, but what's incredible, wow. uh, this Shabbat, I was the scholar in residence at Lincoln Square Synagogue, right. and I heard a part of the story which I never knew. One of the, one of the, one of the people in the, in the Kila came and said that his son was then studying in Yeshiva Taratzion, was in the dining room when the shooting began, and the son ran out, but the son noticed that a friend of his was still in the dining room, and he went back. His son, his his friend was was shot in the leg, and his friend who was six foot three. He carried him on his back, took him out, and the father very chokingly told me that his son chose to to name his son, the grandson Noam, after Noam after one of the four boys who was killed. See, so he was visiting from Haritz on that Shabbat. You're saying yes. Right. Well, in fact, a lot of the book has to do with that because. Um, Noam Apter, before he was killed, he established what he called the Center for Jewish Consciousness. He believed we can't wait for the Jewish people to come to the Beit Midrash. We have to bring the Beit Midrash to the Jewish people. So he would put out flyers by the thousands about Jewish topics and ask all the other students, when you're going for Shabbat, give them out on the buses, on the trains. And he would send me to all sorts of missions of Shirim. And after he was killed, I said, who's going to push me now? So I decided that when I'm invited, no matter how crazy, I'm going to go. And one year I was invited to a festival called the Bumba Mela. This is a, it's like, kind of like an Israeli Woodstock, that on Pesach, instead of spending time with your family, you go to the beach and tens of thousands of Israelis would go there on a holiday f- pattern after the Kumba Mela, a Hindu holiday. So when I was asked to do Kirv work there, um, that led to one of my encounters with Eastern spirituality, which from which my book evolved. Rabbi Yaakov Nagen is here. The book is called Be, Become, Bless. I assume that's the reason you wrote the book, because of these encounters you've had with different spiritual elements. Yes. Um, is the, and I, I asked, and by the way, we should point out that the book is done in the series of Parshiot, which is another reason why it's perfect for this time of year. People are, we just started Parshas Bracious, and you go through Gracious till the end of the Torah, you know, with different articles about each parsha. Um, there are there are some people listening who, no doubt, have already rolled their eyes mm-hmm. that someone might suggest that Jewish spirituality has any colleague in Eastern spirituality or any other spiritual <laughs> element that's discussed on this globe. How do you react to that? Okay. Okay. Well, first of all, since we read in, in Breshit that. All of humanity is created with Selim Elohim in the image of God. The fact that there could be, I'm, I'm very happy, I feel it's part of the greatness of, of Hashem that there are good things that can be found anywhere, anywhere. And another important point is I feel the most powerful response to many of our Jewish brothers and sisters who are drawn away, and I could tell some stories about this, is not to negate what attracts them, but try to understand what is attracting them in other traditions. And, and so often, the thing, there are things that are authentically part of our story that they could find at home. And they don't realize that it's part of our story? I'll tell you an incredible story. When yes. I was in India, on a one Friday afternoon, I went to visit Haridwar, a, a, a city sacred to Hinduism. And there's a major ashram, which is like a Hindu-based medrash, and the head of the ashram, called Vijayananda, was originally Avram Yaakov Weintrepp, the son of a rabbi from France. He was 92 when I visited him. 
And when I came into his room to visit him, I saw on his shelf he had a copy of the Tanya, the Sfat Emet, and a book, Ariel Sharon, Warrior. And in fact, his, this was his story. He grew up, he lost his, his faith growing up in France, um, and he was attracted to Eastern spirituality. He went there, he became the headless major ashram, and, but in time he found that those teachings that attracted to him, feeling about the unity, unity of life, the presence of the divine throughout life, are in fact in Hasidut and Kabbalah. And when I left the ashram, I said, I said, Vijinandi, I have a wife and kids. I, he was there for 55 years when I saw him. I don't have 55 years. What have you learned here? And he said, I've learned there's more than one way to get to the top of the mountain, but you have to stick to one way based on your tradition. And I thought, when he said that, is he trying to, based on your tradition, to tell me something about his regret about the path not taken? So I went back a second time. And when I came back, he said, when you make it to the Kosel, be mitpalel for me, pray for me. And four years later, he died. And when he died, he asked the ashram not to cremate him or put his body in the Ganges River, according to Hindu tradition, but to bury him in the ground. So they sent the body back to France, where he hadn't been for 60 years, and his family came and said Kaddish on his kever. So how do you explain this? How do you explain somebody who, it seems from all indications, mm-hmm. understands that they're not on the right path, right, but um, can't make that move back to the right path? So I, so I think it's, it's a little bit more complex. He saw, he was proud of his Jewish identity, and he saw that what was so significant for his understanding of life, he, he discovered it in Eastern spirituality. Later he decided it was also in Judaism. I don't know why he didn't make the way back, but I believe had he been exposed to this part of Judaism younger, earlier, he may have stayed Avram Yaakov Weintrip and not have become Vijayananda. Rabbi Yaakov Nagen is here. The book is called Be Become Blessed, Jewish Spirituality Between East and West. It is a uh, Yeshivat Otniel Magid Books publication. Um, the other religions that you have brought up already in this conversation and, and, and others and, and others and, and other ones uh, that you've explored, uh, do any of them have as much ritual as Judaism does? I always wonder... If those who are spiritually inclined mm-hmm. resent the amount of ritual that we have in our tradition and it's easier for mm-hmm. them to drift into the frame of mind they're looking for if they go to a different religion. Yeah. So I, that's a very important point, and that's the major thesis of my book, that Judaism is not the same as uh, Eastern spirituality. I feel what they, um, they say the great divide in life between Eastern spirituality and Western civilization is what's the big question? Is it what to do or what to be? Mm. What to do is about changing the world, fixing the world. Where being is about not changing, but how do I accept life as it is? Am I focused on the future or on the present? So I see within Judaism, we have an integration of the doing and the being. Halakha, mitzvahs, rituals, and all the, all the good deeds that we're supposed to be doing, this is about doing. Whereas, but so much of, of Yadut, whether it's Shabbat, that we try to be really present in the day, it's about being. We need that inter, in, integration. The world needs that integration. If you just have one, if you just have doing without being, or being without doing, you'll be so incomplete. In fact, the syllable that in the East represents the unity of existence is the Om. 
we have shalom. Mm. Shalom includes the om, but it's not just the om. So why don't they feel incomplete? What? Why don't they feel incomplete? I feel in many ways that that they don't realize par- part of that struggle is about that. I was my book was translated into Chinese. Why? Um, because there are many Chinese that with all of China rushing ahead, they feel there's something missing in in their in their lives. So I was invited to a lecture tour after my book was translated into Chinese throughout China, and thinking about what to tell the Chinese. I'm on this train. It's going 350 kilometers an hour between Beijing and Shanghai. And I think about this, remember this story about the Old West, about this old train, and somebody pulls the cord, the train stops, no one knows who did it, and you see this old guy gets off the train, and they say, what are you doing? He said, my body's going ahead so fast, but my soul, it can't keep up. So I'm suffering from soul lag. So, <laughs> and the, my host gave me a gift Two teacups, one red to represent China, red is the, wor- the flag of the workers, the other blue to represent Israel. Blue is our, our flag, which is parallels the tchelet of the tzitzit, which right. is the color of the sea. Um, so I feel everybody's missing something, and I feel Israel is located between east and west, and our message to the world is we have to integrate the doing and the being. Uh, what about here in 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 the real West? You know, all, all the way in North America, um, it, you claim, and I think that this is a claim that many have made, that people are searching for spirituality. How come it doesn't seem to me that my neighbors, my non-Jewish neighbors, are searching for spirituality? Um, maybe move move to another neighborhood. <laughs> no, but I'm wondering. Right. I always hear this that everyone's searching for spirituality. I think the average college student in New York City is is fine without spirituality right. and fine with what they you know what they've discovered and how they live their life. So, um first of all, I think a lot of people haven't been exposed to to what is spirituality. I think a lot of a lot of Americans go to Israel for a year and I think in Israel much more pronounced than in America the connection to Hashem is much more based on simcha, joy, ava, and love, much more than 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 certainly the way that I grew up in America. Um, I remember, I think Rav Shlomo Kalbach's first organiza- organization that he established was called Taste and See That God is Good, feeling that people weren't even exposed to it. They weren't even aware of different dimensions of, of life and possibilities um, that exist. I remember hearing a great point by Micha Goodman, the, the Israeli philosopher. He said the rela- relationship between religion and spirituality is like the relationship between marriage and love. If you have religion without spirituality, it's like you have marriage, but you don't have the love. If you have spirituality without religion, you have the love, but you don't have the marriage. And as Jews, we want to have both marriage and love. And you do think that a good number of people in American society are searching for that, are, are looking for something deeper and higher. I'm less in tune with American society, but I would know that the entire Chazarab Tshuva movement of, of trying to bring our ch- children back to Judaism in Israel, right. whether Chabad, whether Breslev, whether even the Sionut, religious Zionism, so much is focused on Jewish spiritual teachings, whether Hasidut, whether Kabbalah, or just looking at the Torah and even Halakha with new eyes. What do you think of the practice of going to Uman for Rosh Hashanah? Um, well, personally, I feel... For me personally, being at Rav Kook's Kever on Harazetim would be, which I've been to, is much more meaningful. 
but I haven't been there, but I would see it as, for me, the importance would be not the kever of Nachman, despite my great love and connection to Rav Nachman, but to be with tens of thousands of Jews together, praying together, that's something that really tempts me, although I haven't given in to that temptation so yet. So there is a spiritual uplifting element to being with thousands of people who are experiencing some type of, experiencing some type of spirituality. I think so. I'll even, I'll even confess, uh, I'm, I'm among those... Jews who believe that if you go to a mikvah, you're allowed to go up on the Temple Mount on Harabayit. Right. And when you're on the, the Harabayit... The halachically approved places. Halachically approved places, of course, according to a certain route. But for me, I, you know, so for me, the Kotel's main importance is not the, clo- not the closest of the site, because I feel the Temple Mount, that's the, the place to site, be. Sure. But seeing so many Jews there together and praying, that's what makes it special. Or as Rav Amital used to say, he doesn't know if... Rachel is buried in Kever Rachel. Right. But the tears of Jewish, mo- so many Jewish mothers makes that place holy. So I think Uman in that way could be a holy place. Great perspective. Uh, be become blessed. Jewish spirituality between East and West. Rabbi Yaakov Nagan is here. Okay, uh, I, I, we can't go through every parsha, but I did look at what you wrote about Bracious uh, and the, um, uh, the existence of man. Um, but tell us something about Noah. Noah is now the parsha that we read Great. this morning. Noah okay. is the parsha that's coming up this week. Tell, me, tell us something about we should know about Noah. Okay, so um, Noah, we 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 all grew up on the story of the Tower of Babel, and and why what, what was the motivation to build it? So many of us know this Rashi that this was a attempt to storm the heavens. That right. we were over ambitious, but. I prefer the Rashbam's approach, which I think is more in the Pshat, that it was actually the opposite. You see, we were underachievers. God said, when he created the world, spread out, fill up the world. But they build, they build the tower that lest we spread out. We, um, Hashem wants us big. Hashem wants us to spread out through the world. He wants the richness of a world with many languages and cultures. And it's we who wanted to keep things small. So I think I write there about my response to John Lennon about imagine no countries, no nations, and the Tower of Babel saying that people really didn't want to be separate. But Hashem says, even though it leads to problems, a big, rich world that will show the glory of Hashem is a world with the richness and variety of many, many different types of people. And I'm glad you mentioned John Lennon because one can be a Rebbe in Otniel and still quote film and and uh, secular music composers, and uh, and Mark Twain, and others that you quote in your book, right? Um, yeah, and again, it gets back to what, what I feel is I think the greatness of a Kadosh Baruch Hu is that sparks of life, light, and inspiration are not are not are yeah. not only in the Jewish people, but to find them everywhere. It makes Hashem greater and not less. If I see good in other people, in other culture, there are a lot of negative things to. To, that we have to cut ourselves off from. But when there are good things, let us acknowledge it, appreciate it, and learn from it. Why do you think, um, uh, I mean, whether it's the time of Avraham Avinu, where he ends up being in the minority, or a time like today where it's so hard to convince people, as you mentioned the tshuva movement. The reality is, as many people as are coming back, we know how many we're <clears> losing, unfortunately, at the same time. And one number sadly outnumbers the other one. Um, wh- why is it? such a struggle to convince people or to uh, mm-hmm. uh, have uh, get people to appreciate the beauty of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
Okay, well, well, part of the challenge is the challenge of religion in general. And I think it goes back to that insight that for me is one of the formative insights in life. Life is not choosing between good and evil. People I know are, are generally decent people. The real challenge in life is choosing between the path which is good and the path which is easy. And it's challenging to live a committed religious life of Torah and mitzvot. It's, 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 it's challenging. And I think part of our culture encourages people to take the easy path and not the good path. So even Avram Avinu, when he was trying to spread a message, before ritual was a... Mm -hmm. you know, he, he, one, one of his difficulties was convincing people that this was a a worthwhile pursuit because there, it, it, there was always there was always a burden to it. There was always a difficulty to it. Mm -hmm. um, and you would say that even without ritual involved, just, just reprogramming oneself to think a certain way is difficult, right? Right, right. But, but ultimately, I know Israel, they always publish, they have these surveys about happiness of life surveys. Right. So I think it's harder to live a deeply religious committed life than all these surveys that like once a year they publish them on the... And Israel is one of the happiest countries in the world, despite a lot of the challenges we have. And we know even in different cultures, religion, people who live a religious life find more meaning, even though it's more difficult to to be committed. I um, I want to apologize to our next guest because I know we're going to drop over, but knowing him, he's going to be very understanding. I have to ask you, you mentioned Rav Cook earlier in, in the context of, uh, of visiting. Um, what would Rav Cook say? if he heard a national radio broadcast of the State of Israel, like we heard last week, begin with the words, Mo'adim Lusimcha, how would he react to the fact, a lot of people just, you know, it doesn't affect them. I, when I hear it, when I'm tuned into Israeli radio, and I hear the newscast start mm -hmm. with Mo'adim Lusimcha, or Chag Sameach, or Tzom Kal, or whatever reference to mm -hmm. Yom Yom, to me, it is so historically significant. How do you think Rav right. Kook would have reacted to that? Yeah. I think that's a wonderful point, and I feel one of the privileges of making Aliyah, or even that perspective, in Israel people sometimes are a little bit nearsighted. And when, when you step back a step and you become farsighted, you could appreciate so many things that are taken for granted. For me, the favorite part of the radio is at 6 a.m., the national radio begins with saying Shema Yisrael. That's incredible. There's, there's so much fighting about these little things, but say... I feel, have gratitude for the time that we live in. There's so many, but I feel as often people who grow up there, they don't know the blessings of their life, their blessings of their Jewish life, the blessings of that we have a Jewish state, one of, that we're living one of the great epics uh, of, of Jewish, of human history. And there's, there's a rabbi who um, once says, like we read the, the books, stories in Bamidbar, I quote this in my book, that in the desert, how the Jews are complaining about the food, and they're saying, what, you just left Egypt. This is the most, the greatest epic in Jewish history, and this is what you're talking about? I look now at Israeli society. We are, after thousands of years, we're living in the greatest times of Jewish, of human history, and these are the issues you talk about? So we need to be farsighted and not just nearsighted. Uh, Yaakov Nagan, the book is called Be Become Bless. It's uh, from Magid Books. Please send our regards to everybody in Otniel. Thank you. And Thank you, the, the book is really wonderful. And as I said, it goes according to the parashiot of the Torah. So everybody now you have an opportunity to add to your library a book that will go from Bracious to Vizos Abracha and do so in a really spiritual and comprehensive way. Yaakov Nagan is the author of the book Be Become Blessed, Jewish Spirituality Between East and West. Again, it's Magid Books. You can go to the Magid Books website and uh, certainly order it from any of the uh, sources 
online. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. in the AM Monday morning broadcast on this era of Rosh Chodesh my thanks to Rabbi Nagin for joining us this morning well the Teaneck Bergenfield New Milford community is invited to a very special evening it's called an evening of inspiration it's called an evening of heroes Azer Mitzion the world's largest Jewish bone marrow registry presents this evening of heroes on Saturday night, November the 9th, beginning at 7.30. I have been there for some of their evenings of heroes, and they are remarkable. The musical Avdallah this time is going to be done by uh, Shalom Lemmer. The fireside chat will be with uh, Brett Stevens, the uh, very well-known Pulitzer Prize-winning columnist. Uh, I will have the honor of uh, sitting with Mr. Stevens during that session. I'm looking forward to that immensely. And everybody out there is invited to the uh, Azer Mitzion website, azermitzion.org, azermitzion, Z-I-O-N.org. You'll see there the link to the Evening of Heroes for Saturday night, November the 9th. It is always a great event with Azer Mitzion, and we hope everybody out there will will come out to be part of it. Sigal Manor is with us live via telephone all the way from Israel. I believe the last time we saw Sigal was actually at the Azer Mitzion headquarters. She is the quality assurance manager at the Bone Marrow Registry uh, in Israel. Sig- uh, Sigal, shalom, shalom. Welcome to JM in the AM. 
Hi, shalom. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, a pleasure to speak to you. So, first of all, are things uh, are things basically the same as the last time I was there at the registry in Israel? Uh, probably yes. Uh, sorry for my short memory, but uh, <laughs> probably we, we met. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, and one of the things that you have the uh, uh, that you have there on the spot, uh, right there at uh, the Azermitzion headquarters is an area where people can actually make the bone marrow donations. Uh, you've set aside a space for people to um, uh, to take time out of their day when they're designated as a match and come in and be tested and eventually and eventually be a bone marrow donor. You you literally get to supervise the saving of life there at Azer Mitzion. Uh, yeah, I'm the quality assurance, and I'm also responsible for the research at the registry. We are, in the last few years, are trying to do more uh, research in this area. Uh, so this is my responsibilities. Um, another uh, girl from our registry, she's the supervisor of uh, of the staff, but. Uh, my interest is 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 to understand uh, why and how we should um, uh, um, in, uh, enter people to the recruit uh, uh, new donors to a registry in order to to give uh, hope and answer for all the patients um, and mainly, of course, the Jewish patients who need the bone marrow transplantation. Um, so how my man. Uh, Things that interest me is is how how to recruit uh, donors, which are uh, the most needed donors in the registry, um, and how to uh, build a good uh, registry with the uh, a diversity a diversity uh, of uh, of donors. Again, in order to give and provide good answer to our patients. So you want diverse donors, but you also want yeah. what you call the best donors. For, exactly. And and, yeah. and and best means what does that mean? Best donors. Okay, so best donor, uh, according for uh, the uh, the medical uh, community today, is first of all a, a donor has a, a perfect match with uh, the HLA. I'm not sure if uh, we have the time to enter to this uh, complicated uh, uh, issue, but HLA it's like markers on the cells that should be uh, a match between a donor and a patient. So first of all, we need donors with diverse and and diverse and variable HLA, those markers. But the second thing is young donors. We need young donors, especially male young donors, and of course healthy donors, because we we want to make sure that the patient gets a good product from a healthy donor. And those young donors are obviously in Israel the military soldiers. So as you probably know, um, uh, in Israel, uh, most of the donors are recruited to a registry through the uh, IDF uh, uh, donor center that, that we have in the Army. And these are the young donors, the healthy donors. Many of them are male donors. And um, uh, um, 
we do some statistics and compare ourselves to the world, and we saw that in Israel, in our registry, 33% of our donors are below the uh, age of 25. And, and if we look to other registries worldwide, only 14% of the donors are under the age of 25. So we are very, very young uh, registry, which is very attractive. This move, this move to include as many IDF soldiers as possible has been uh, amazing for Asia Mitzion. Yeah. Yeah, and we see this in uh, when we look on donors who actually were uh, called for donation. We see that uh, approximately 75% of the donors who actually donated the bone marrow were under the age of 25. So we actually actually see that those donors are uh, are needed by the patients. Uh, the doctors uh, so-called like those donors. They want those donors. They need those donors. So. This is our, you know, main proud of our registry. Sigal Manor is with us, Quality Assurance uh, Manager at the uh, Bone Marrow Registry with Azer Mitzion in Israel. Um, we're, we're trying to encourage people to support Azer Mitzion as much as possible. Could you, could you, uh, I mean, you basically have already in this conversation, but could you emphasize uh, to the people listening right now that every time they sponsor any type of test that Azer Mitzion does, you get closer and closer to saving a life? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, I'm not sure if I have the time, but I will take two minutes to, to explain to, to you what is the complexity of, of, of finding a match today. Because uh, the, the Jewish people here in Israel, we, we come from all over the world. We have Eastern Jewish and Western Jewish, and, and the, the mix-up the mix of, of, of the population uh, um, uh, causes uh, more difficulty to 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 find the match. It's it's uh, as as much as you are mixed with uh, many uh, diverse uh, Jewish ethnic groups. It's 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 uh, it's harder to find a match. So we need more and more and more and more donors in order to uh, increase the option, the possibility to find a match. Therefore, we need more and more donors to to come and 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 join our registry. And obviously, this costs uh, uh, money, and uh, this money goes to the uh, to the um, test, the HLA typing test for of the of the samples. So this is very important. With all this in mind, we ask everyone to give generously to Azer Mitzion. Go to azermitzion.org, e z e r m i z i o n dot org. Also, the Evening of Heroes is being presented by Azer Mitzion. It happens on Saturday night, November the ninth with a musical Avdullah from Sholem Lemmer, a fireside chat with Brett Stevens, and another opportunity to learn about the incredible work that IDF soldiers and others are doing to make sure Azimitzion can save as many lives as possible. Make sure to be there November the 9th in the Teaneck, Bergenfield, New Milford community uh, in that area for what's going to be, uh, no doubt, an amazing and incredible evening uh, that is uh, going to benefit Azimitzion. Sigal, thank you so much for joining us and continued Hatzlacha with Azimitzion in Israel. Thank you. Thank you very much, Nahum. Thank Sig- you. Sigal Manor is Quality Assurance Manager uh, at the Ezra Mitzion Registry in uh, Israel, and I saw the operation right there, up close and personal. It is uh, done with tremendous care and accuracy and um, with every possible precaution to make sure that that bone marrow match is going to be one that's uh, not just a match, but one that's going to uh, bring someone to full recovery. 
and uh, they do amazing work there in the Holy Land. Monday morning on this Erev Rosh Chodesh morning, you're listening to JM in the AM. It will only happen when we all get along. Everyone waiting for what you pray for, but she has left with one another. Everyone is sad.
That's Yehuda with Hodu Hashem. Mylach Cohen before that with Via Hafta here at JMM. It's a Monday, Erev Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh begins tonight. My thanks to all of our special guests this morning for joining us here at JMM. A reminder, uh, coming up next, it is uh, the Israel Show. Mayor Weingarten is going to be hosting the Israel Show. We have not had an Israel Show in a couple of weeks because of Yontif. So it's going to be uh, wonderful to hear Mayor again. Uh, discussing so many things about Israel. Um, let's see here. On the next live edition of the Israel Show, leaked transcripts of Prime Minister Netanyahu's talks with Yediot publisher Noni, um, Noni Moses, reveal yet again the depth of the media's corruption. The first leaks of these recordings are brought to you by the Israel Show in January of 2017. Israeli superstar Ovadia Hamama released a new song with a heartbreaking backstory. Hear the story in the song as part of the weekly Israeli music mix. Tune in immediately after Jam in the AM. The Israel Show is coming up right now at NahumSiegel.com and on the NSN app. Go to the Facebook page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. Facebook.com slash The Israel Show. And make sure to like the page. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio, around the world, the web, and NachumSegal.com, and the NachumSegal Network. And, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a Monday here at JM and the AM. Make sure to uh, tune in tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. and listen all day long, of course, here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.